Oh, hello, hello, hello. Just getting settled here on the couch. Um, welcome back. I'm going to do a little quick podcast today. Uh, I've got in my hand a can of 12 degree premium check lager from Tanglefoot Brewing. So yeah, uh, this week was an exciting one. I got some beer in two cans and if you can hear that on the podcast, I've brought myself a little six pack home and yeah, ended up doing pretty well with those cans this week. So I just wanted to recap how that went and talk about future canning plans and service plans. So cheers, Nazarevi. I will partake in this just for a moment. Ah, yep. Super tasty. So happy with how the cans turned out. So for those that aren't watching uh, on the YouTube channel, which I highly recommend just because you get to see very uh, engaging content of me sitting on the yellow couch. So it's kind of a big deal, but I've got a can here. It's a 12 ounce can um, with a white label, the blue logo in the middle of that label. Obviously, if you've seen my logo, it's right in the middle of a white matte finish label. On the bottom, it says premium check pale lager 5%. And there's a blue stripe off to the left-hand side that has the 12, uh, yeah, the 12 degree number on there. And that is the area where, yeah, it'll either be 12, 13, or 10. So I have labels for each of those. And then up in the top left-hand corner, it is 12 fluid ounces brewed in Temple, Texas. So yeah, very simple can design. Oh, spilled a little bit, clumsy. Pretty simple can design, but I think uh, simplicity is better, especially when uh, I was building this brand. A lot of my influence in the design of the logo kind of was an homage to old Texas beer culture, specifically the Pearl logo, um, which is almost a direct ripoff of the shape, but keeping that that kind of Texas beer history vibe in, um, in the brand was super important to me. So... Simplicity is key. Anyways, beer's tasting great out of here. Uh, I posted a video on YouTube that was not on the podcast about the, because it was very, um, very visual, but did a recording of how I can the process and went through every step. It's about 35 minutes long, pretty detailed. So check that out if you haven't seen it. It is, uh, I think it, it turned out pretty nice. I, I, I ended up editing that. Man, I'm diving deep into the YouTube and like, social media stuff and like putting these videos and posts and podcasts and stuff together is usually kind of like just an afterthought of like, you know, sit down and record and then publish or whatever. And then the most recent ones I've really been kind of trying to dive into the editing side of things and just make it look more presentable, cut out any mistakes that were in there. And sorry, I keep scratching my nose. I've been having allergies all day today here in Austin, Texas. Uh, gotta love it. But, um, yeah, the the editing process, This I'm sure uh, many other people that are listening and watching this can relate that it's much more than I ex- expected it to be. It's I spent like four hours editing that one video that's 35 minutes long. And then the filming process obviously takes a little bit longer. It's not too bad because it's I'm just filming on my phone and just kind of getting clips and long form talking just like this podcast. I just sit down and talk from start to finish. I don't really have a script or anything. But it, uh, yeah, all in all, I probably spent four hours on that video 
alone and not counting the time that I actually was canning and, and doing the operation. So pretty interesting, but I'm digging it. I'm uh, hopefully I'm making them better in the future. I know the first few videos are pretty lackluster. So if anybody has any tips on things that they think I could do a better job of, or I'm not highlighting, I think there's a lot of stuff that I think I want to say and don't end up covering or don't end up showing in both the podcast and on the YouTube videos that I think maybe is a disservice to you all. So if you have any feedback on that stuff, please let me know. I'm, I, I kind of dig this whole, uh, documenting process now. So it's been pretty fun, but anyways, back to canning. So I had a limited number of cans, the blank cans and lids, um, Shout out to Blackstar Co-op, the brewery that I used to work at, for hooking me up with a trash can full of uh, blank cans. I bought those from them. It was about 200 cans uh, last week, and I used that to be able to to can some six packs for service this week. So I, like I said, I I got about 200 of those, 200 lids, and I already had labels printed from the last time I did a small canning run. And so I did on Wednesday, I ended up, I'm sorry, on Tuesday, I ended up canning probably 26 packs, I want to say, something like that. Maybe a few, maybe like 18 or something. Um, But I I canned up most of the cans and then I ended up doing what I've been talking about doing for many, many months. Uh, If y'all been following this brand whole documentation process from the beginning, I've been talking about taking some of the cans out to East Bell County, which is where a large Czech population is, um, right around the temple area. And so I dropped cans off at a few of the kind of staple Czech gathering spots out there and introduced myself. And, uh, I think it went pretty well. So first stop, I went, uh, out to Oscar store, which is an technically temple, but Oscar, uh, is, is the area out there. And, uh, it's a cute little, you know, beer joint, food joint, uh, and I think they have like bands and stuff out there. I haven't haven't been out there for any events, but dropped off a couple of cans, introduced myself, and basically said the same thing I said at the other places. I don't have anything to to sell yet, but I just wanted to introduce myself and let you know that there was a brewery in Temple that brews Czech style lager. So did that. That went over well. Went out to Green Sausage House, which is pretty famous, um, and did the same thing. Uh, introduced myself to the owner and said, Hey, I, I brought these cans. I don't have anything to sell, but just wanted to let you know I'm here. And then the third place that I stopped was Radabor store. And that was a, a unique experience. I walked in, walked up to the bar, didn't really know who to talk to. So I let the woman behind the counter know, Hey, I'm Mandy. I started this brewery. She's like, Oh, this table over here, they're the ones that would, uh, that would really like this. She said, how many more do you have? And I, it was the last stop or second to last stop, but I'll get to that but I had two cans for him. And so I dropped him off and she said, there, how many more do you have? They're all going to want one. And I was like, I'm sorry, this, I only have two, two samples for you, but apparently this uh, round table at the Radabor store is kind of a check gathering area. And, and there's just kind of like this, this group of gentlemen that come in at two o'clock. I, I don't even know, maybe once a week or every day and they drink beer and talk and are, uh, and speak Czech. And, and so I introduced myself to them and, just let them know about the brewery. And then I headed back to the temple. And then when I was heading back, I had two more cans and I was thinking I was going to drop them off at, um, there was another business and it, it just like slipped my mind. I couldn't remember what, what it was, but I ended up 
going to the Temple Chamber of Commerce, which we are a member of. Uh, and then Rod Henry, who is the, I think he's the director of the Chamber of Commerce. I'm not, I, I always forget his his title, but basically he's the one that that kind of like, in, he, he introduced himself, came into Tanglefoot several times, supported us and really advocated for us joining the Chamber. So I dropped a couple of cans off for him. And lo and behold, he loved them, emailed me, said, thank you so much. And then did a super sweet post on the Chamber's Facebook and Instagram about Tanglefoot and just saying that shouting out the cans, he posted a picture of them and then just saying um, some kind words about, about us. So that was super nice. And then service came up on Thursday, opened the doors at 1 PM. And I immediately like the first few people that came in had were coming in for some six packs. Um, I will say the whole, the whole weekend, this, or this whole week of service was pretty, relatively slower than I expected, but a huge, huge amount of appreciation for everybody that came out to, to support and uh, buy six packs. So Ron, who's a regular, he came out and bought a whole case. He bought four, six packs and a few other uh, regulars came and and bought several cases. So that was pretty neat to see. And then I uh, sold out of the 12. So I think I did like eight, six packs of the 12 and 10, six packs of the 13. So sold out of the 12 that first day. So I came in early on Friday and did some more canning and, and kind of ran through some of those and ended up selling out of both the 12 and the 13 that second day. And then, so I came in on Saturday and can whatever I had left. And I think I ended up having six or no, seven, six packs, seven or eight, six packs available to sell. Cause then I ran out of supplies. So I ran out of cans, ran out of lids, and then I ran out of the six pack pack tech holders and I sold like the, as soon as I opened, had a, had a guy come in and he bought, I think he bought one six pack and a couple of growlers, super sweet. And then I looked at the Facebook post that I had made about just having a handful of six packs left. And, uh, Zach from the Beltonian, which is a theater in Belton, he ended up saying that he wanted to buy all the six packs that I had and to, to reach out to him, to call him. So I texted him and said, um, yeah, I got a message from you about buying some six packs. And he said that they are, which I actually happen to know about um, this event, but they are hosting a Czech movie night at the Beltonian and they have been hosting it on, I forget which Tuesday of the month, but one Tuesday in every month. And they wanted to have my beer out there. So he said he would buy whatever I had left. So I had six, six packs left. And I said, I'd sell them to him uh, if he came and picked them up. So that was super awesome. Uh, which actually leads me to uh, something that is a little bit of a sad thing that not a little bit, it's, it's quite sad, but I uh, just wanted to touch on it. So the uh, the director of the temp um, of the Czech Heritage Museum and Temple, her name was Susan Chandler. She passed away last week and I had just seen her on like two days before that. And she had brought up this event in particular about the uh, the Czech movie night and wanting to get our beer out there. So it kind of all was serendipitous how that happened. And, and I've, you know, a lot of thoughts and prayers go out to, to her family and everybody. She was super, super sweet. So that was a uh, sad news to hear, but uh, yeah, Tanglefoot beer will be in the Beltonian for their check uh, movie night next Tuesday. So if you're in the area or you're interested in that, check it out. No pun intended uh, or pun intended. Who cares? it should, should be a cool time. I, I won't be able to make it this one, but I'm going to try to make it to at least one of them in the, in the next few months. 
Um, yeah. So all in all, the week was was pretty cool to, you know, to see people come out and support and buy can I mean, I sold over 36 packs and um, yeah, people people just seem to really like the the look of the cans and the label and and really enjoyed taking beer home, which is again, this is kind of like the goal of this brand is, you know, start with a very intense, very uh, specific intentional beer drinking experience the this particular beer served in this particular way in this particular glass in this particular environment and then scale that to this is the beer that you associate with you know temple and this is your your beer this is your go-to beer so having having six packs available is definitely something that i've looked forward to having for a long time so since i sold out i ran out of canning supplies i placed an order for a pallet of cans from good friends over at american canning uh, lids and pack tech six pack holders. So I should, you know, I'm waiting to hear back on their, um, from their warehouse, uh, to see when that order is going to be ready for pickup, but I will be renting a U-Haul trailer, getting that, um, pallet loaded into the back of the U-Haul trailer, drive it up to temple, unload the pallet, and then drive the U-Haul back to, to the U-Haul center to drop off. So that'll be a fun round trip to temple hopefully sometime this week so that I can get beer into six packs again. I am slightly concerned about the, um, the volume that I'm going to need to dedicate to six packs. I, you know, first week that I have beer available is not a great litmus test for how much I'm going to sell. Hopefully it's a lot more, but I'm not sure just yet. So I'll give it, you know, a couple more weeks and kind of gauge what the volume demand is going to be that I'm going to need to divert to package. But it's going to be interesting to see how much I'm like, what my production schedule is going to look like if I'm selling, you know, a case is about two and a half gallons of beer. So if I sell four cases of beer, which is 16, six packs, that's like 10 gallons. Um, so I'm just going to have to have to kind of feel that out and see, see how much I can really dedicate to that while still having beer available, obviously for sale inside of the, the beer saloon which leads me to my next announcement. Uh, it's not a surprise or anything super special, but the 10 degree pale lager will be coming back this week. I am going to go up to temple tomorrow. Hopefully if this sanitizer that I've ordered comes tonight, uh, to rack the 10 degree pale lager into the bright tank and then carbonate it, uh, the next, you know, for, for a couple of hours and then get it into kegs so that it'll be ready for service on Thursday. And then hopefully I will have cans of that as well, but that's all contingent on that order being ready for pickup. So anyways, lots of stuff going on. Pretty exciting. I'm uh, also looking forward to continuing to make the front area, the kind of restaurant area look more presentable, at least make it look more like a brewery. I've got games in there. I've got classic boards, uh, cards, dominoes, things like that. I'm going to be putting up my dartboard. I've just got one dartboard right now, but I'd like to get at least one more and trying to figure out, uh, I'm most likely going to end up building a rectangular padded um, backstop for the dartboards that'll be to the right of the TV. So, um, but that'll be more kind of like construction and uh, buying supplies and things like that. That'll be on the back burner until I get a few more weeks of sales in. And um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all of the updates. Oh, except, uh, so I posted on stories and I made an Instagram post, but I we cleaned out our storage shed, um, or at least we took stuff out, took pictures so that we can sell it and um, make some room, threw a bunch of junk away.
but pulled out a lot of old memorabilia and old kind of equipment from that storage shed that I thought would fit the vibe really well inside of the the restaurant area. So I found a old scale, super old scale, um, real actually still in great working condition, uh, but real like rusty and rustic and and kind of has that old vibe to it. I uh, found an old gumball machine in there, which I've seen my entire life in storage. And it's got, you know, one, it's four pennies. Uh, it's a one cent gumball machine. So it's pretty old. Two cash registers, um, two national cash. I think it's national is the brand national cash registers that are super old, I think from the sixties or something. And they are, uh, well used. I will say they, I think they were, they used them back in the seventies and those are sitting up front on the counter space that used to be where the actual register was. So those are pretty cool to look at. And then I found some other, um, pictures, picture of the old, um, the barbecue Al's barbecue barn that was downtown, this location that we're in now, uh, probably back in the seventies or yeah, I think probably back in the seventies. And then, um, there, oh, there's a super cool old, um, drive-through sign, the barbecue sign, the menu for the drive-through. And it's got like beef, which is brisket, sausage, whatever, chopped beef, but beef is like $3 a pound. The chopped beef sandwich is like, I don't know, like 99 cents or something crazy. So it's kind of a blast from the past. I found an old Al's uh, to-go bag that's like white and orange striped, which this is a fun fact. If I, uh, I don't think I've talked about it on this podcast, but so Al's Barbecue Barn, the brand, since I've been around it, has always been like this burnt brick red color and white and black. And so that's kind of like the color scheme. But back in the day, my grandfather loved orange and orange was a huge part of the color scheme. So the bag looks like almost a direct ripoff of like a Whataburger bag, but it's like orange stripes uh, and white with the Al's logo on it. So that's pretty cool to see. And then um, what else? I think that's pretty much it. Just some old, you know, just a bunch of old stuff in there. So come check it out. But that's all I got. Cheers for this uh, podcast episode. I will be filming probably tomorrow if I get the sanitizer, uh, if not on Wednesday, a video about racking a beer. So I should have a little detailed kind of a production video up there as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that. That'll be on YouTube only, but that's all I got. Cheers. Nazarevi. Have a great night. See you soon.